Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. I'm Kate Johnston, and I'm an eating habit and weight loss coach for career women. I'll help you become the person who no longer has bad eating habits and loses the weight she really wants to in a way that lasts. Let's start. Hi there. Welcome to the podcast. So it looks like we are officially in autumn now. That's a little bit depressing since we know that summer is behind us and winter is coming. Not that winter can't be fun, just like summer, but those shorter days can be a little bit of a bummer. I know many of you look forward to the holidays that fall and winter bring. So now is a very important time to start looking toward healthier eating habits. Well, I think any time is an important time, but especially with those colder months and when we're looking to more of the comfort foods and all of the holidays. So in this podcast episode, I want to talk about healthier eating habits for your family for the entire year and years to come, but especially as we move into the season where there tends to be less physical activity and more consumption of food, especially those higher calorie foods, right? So Healthier eating habits for your family members is a really fantastic motivator for you to change yours for the better. It's not only you who gets the health benefits, but your children, your significant other, or even other family members or friends outside of the people that you live with. So just think about all the people around you who can be positively influenced by your new healthier eating habits. Plus, when they're positively influenced and start to improve theirs, it only makes it easier for you to continue your new habits. All right, so I'm going to tell you the number one way for healthier eating habits for your family. That is for you to be the example. Just simply by you focusing on you and letting them see that and potentially follow suit. I actually got the idea to do this episode sort of indirectly from a client of mine. One of her main motivations for her to change her eating habits is to help her children have healthier eating habits. I just think that this is so inspiring for other moms out there. And if you're not a mom, maybe you have a significant other who could benefit from healthier eating habits, or maybe even other family members who don't live with you, like I mentioned earlier. And I will say that it is possible for your family members, such as your children or significant other, to change their eating habits without you changing theirs, but it is much easier for them to do so if you are setting the example by initiating a change in yourself. And I'll talk about why. So conversely, it is very possible for you to change your own eating habits, even if your family does not want to change theirs. My husband, Paul's a perfect example. When he was married before to his now ex-wife, he decided that he wanted to start being more physically active and start taking better care of his health. He knew that not only getting into good physical shape with exercise would be helpful, but also changing his eating habits was going to be a big part of this. 
he decided to do this independently of what her lifestyle was, and he succeeded. He decided that he was going to do it for himself without expecting her to change if she didn't want to. Of course, he was hoping that maybe she would be positively influenced, absolutely, but he didn't expect her to, and he was doing it more for himself. And I think that this is really key. You can't control someone else, but you can be a really good example for someone else. If they're making observations, they might start thinking in a different way and then start doing differently. Okay, so one of the reasons why helping your family change their eating habits by example is because when they observe and learn, it seems like their idea in a sense. Think about it. If you feel like you're being forced to do something or told to do something, you're going to be very resistant and not want to do it even more. If Paul had pestered or lectured his ex-wife about changing her eating habits, she might have gotten very annoyed or even angry, which will not have a good result. If you don't feel like you're being forced or coerced or pestered, and you're just observing someone making changes and benefiting from these changes, you might start getting curious, especially like I mentioned, if they're benefiting from these changes. And of course, developing healthier eating habits means you will get benefits. And children learn by example, right? Young children, teens, even adult children. Think about it. This can make it easier for you. You don't have to have the hassle of trying to get them to eat a certain way by telling them that they should eat a certain way, right? If you just focus on your actions first, this can avoid a lot of headache. Also, it helps children and adults to learn how to make decisions for themselves, so if they see you changing your eating habits and getting benefit from that, they have a new piece of information. They're sort of noticing one thing leading to another, right? So they're seeing actions and results. That's one of the important things about decision-making, right? Having the information that you need to make a good decision. And whatever that decision may be, it's your decision, but at least knowing that you have the information that you need to make a decision for yourself. So like I said, you can't control your children or your significant other or other family members, but you can provide them with better information by setting the example. And then they can observe and they get to decide with that information what they want to do for themselves. So I think healthier eating habits for your family absolutely starts with you intentionally changing your eating habits and being the, the example. And you don't have to have all the results yet, right? You don't have to have completely changed your eating habits yet as long as they're seeing you start to do this, right? They are always observing. And there are also some things you can do to help increase the appeal in forming healthier eating habits so that it may increase the likelihood that your family members change theirs. Taking a look at these specific eating habit or 
eating habits that you think your family can do better with is a great place to start. So do you feel like you wish you had more dinners at home rather than getting takeout? If so, what's a small commitment that you can make that you feel like would be easy enough to implement for say the next few weeks? So for example, if your family typically gets takeout food or something similar five nights a week, then consider setting a goal of just doing that four nights a week for a few weeks, and then maybe decreasing it down to three nights a week for a few weeks until you've reached what you ideally would like to get it down to. What will be very helpful is to choose those nights ahead of time that you're going to cook dinner at home versus getting takeout to the best of your ability at least. I know that things can come up schedule wise and different circumstances can come up but try to choose those days ahead of time as best as you can and don't worry about being perfect with follow through. Just get right back on it. That's not so important especially at first the you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to get like that A plus, right? You just need to be better. So if you are practicing and putting in the intention to do the thing and you're putting in some effort, right? That is good. That's not something to be disappointed in. So just get right back on it, no matter if you quote unquote messed up, right? The reason why you want to make those small changes is because you want to make it as easy as possible to follow through, right? Too big of a change, your brain's going to be very resistant to that. So make it easy for your brain to do the thing that you want to do, especially since it's already used to doing things a certain way, already used to certain eating habits. And this is why I think that my approach with coaching works so well because it's it's relatively easy to do because you're making those small changes, right? I don't want anyone having to, to feel like they are making these drastic changes that they really don't want to be making or that are very difficult to make and it's not any fun and you maybe are doing great at it for the first week and then all of a sudden you can't do it anymore because it's too big of a change, right? That's not the way to success. You know, sure, maybe it's satisfying to be able to do all the things at once in the first week. And, you know, maybe if you're trying to lose weight, drop five pounds in a week. But this isn't realistic for most people. Maybe I can't say 100% of people, but probably for 90 something percent of people, this isn't going to be the way to success right so so don't worry about doing you know these big changes i know it can be difficult because we can be very impatient right but you don't want to be putting in all this effort in the beginning only to end up failing because then it was all just wasted effort and then wasted time right so sometimes our impatience to do things quickly can really sabotage us and we end up wasting more time because of that, right? So when you are making these smaller changes, let's go back to the example of cooking dinner rather than takeout, right? On the days that you are cooking dinner at home, maybe make a point to say how nice it is to be sitting down as a family and eating a home-cooked meal. 
point out some of the benefits to this, right? Like out loud, like not only to yourself to encourage yourself to do this again, but also to your family members, right? Maybe even get one of your children or your significant other to help you out with making dinner or with the cleanup and make it a little bit um, more of an enjoyable thing, right? Even if it's just a small, a very small task. Kids like helping out. Also significant others, if you sort of approach it as like, hey, let's do this together. Like you could even put on some music and make it almost like a little enjoyable, you know, activity together, right? And when something is more enjoyable, it's way more likely to be repeated. Our brains really love pleasurable experiences and our brains will seek out pleasurable experiences, right? So again, that might entail putting on some music while you're making dinner or listening to a podcast, listening to this podcast. When your brain associates you doing a certain task or activity with a pleasurable experience, such as listening to music, then when you think about the task or activity, it'll seem like less of a chore because you'll remember the pleasurable experience that went along with it, that kind of is linked to it now, especially the more you link the two together. So for example, I don't always love cooking. I enjoy cooking more in the colder months than I do in the summer months. I don't really want to be in the kitchen cooking for a long time in the summer when I can be maybe heating up leftovers or making something quick and easy and get right back outside or right back to the activities that I want to be doing in the summer. So one of the things I do is I turn on the record player and I turn it up kind of loud. I actually started doing this a little bit more recently. So it can be more of an experience to cook dinner, kind of more of a treat. I don't normally listen to my music really loudly, but I sort of think of this now when I am cooking dinner as like, ooh, I get to turn my music up really loud, right? So then the next time I know I have to do some meal prep or a fair amount of cooking, I remind myself that I can turn the music up pretty loudly if I want to. And I don't have to worry about annoying the neighbors because they are not close by at all. So that's kind of a win situation for me. All right, so another example of healthier eating habits for your family. If you wanted to start encouraging your children or significant other or other family members to eat some healthier snacks, then you start out with eating some healthier snacks yourself. Make it so that they can see you eating the healthier snacks. You can certainly offer them some. Maybe they'll take you up on it. Maybe not. But when they see that there are other options besides, you know, maybe the potato chips or whatever it was that you feel like you want to get away from and you want your children to maybe move away from as well or your significant other, when they see that there are other snacking options and they see you snacking on I don't know, let's just say um, veggies dipped in hummus, right? They might start to get curious and want to try it as well. Now, of course, when it comes to children, you can set some rules and constraints, right? So if your children are eating chips um, endlessly, of course, if you don't want your child eating chips, like a whole bag of them, right? You could absolutely set some rules and constraints. Of course, also, 
you can make it so that some of these things are not in the house at all or put them in areas that they can't access, right? Or like say, for example, if you don't want your child eating more than like two cookies, right? Then you being the adult can set the rule of no more than two cookies. And don't be afraid to do this with older children or teens. You are the parent. You get to decide. They also get to decide if they want to follow the rule you set. They have agency with deciding if they want to follow it, right? But if not, then there may be a consequence that you set as well. So if they know the rule and they know the consequence, then they get to decide if they want to follow that rule. But then that means if not, they've decided that they're going to take the consequence, right? So maybe say, I don't know, no video games (laughs) that night, whatever. So just keep in mind that you can't control them, but you can enable them to make a decision by setting a rule and then having some sort of a consequence um, if they don't abide by the rule, right? So that really just gives them a choice. They can choose to not stick with the rule that you had set, right? They could choose to eat six cookies instead of two, but then there may be a consequence to that. But my point is, is that you're the adult, you get to decide. Speaking of that, that actually applies to every decision that you make regarding food as well, like you yourself, right? You can eat whatever you want and how much you want, but there will be consequences, right? Some positive ones, such as maybe you getting to enjoy whatever it is that you chose to enjoy. Some negative ones, such as continuation of an eating habit that you maybe would rather not have, or maybe weight gain over time, or feeling bloated or physically uncomfortable. So you always have the option to eat what you want to eat and how much, but there will always be a consequence, sometimes positive, sometimes negative. Often it's not a consequence that you really want, right? So if you find yourself saying, I can't eat this or I can't eat that, it's more that you can, but you would rather not have the negative consequences of doing so. The same thing is true with your children as well. So I think really kind of the take home is that you always have a choice, right? Your children have a choice as well. And all that being said, it is, um, you know, if you want to set rules, that's your decision, you know, with your children, of course. Um, But also I think what is very helpful, like I mentioned earlier, is you sort of setting the example by implementing the changes that you'd love to see for them by you implementing them in yourself first, right? Now, just a little side note, you can set rules for children to follow in your house, but asking a significant other to follow rules is a little bit more tricky or any adult for that matter, right? You can certainly ask, but that person can definitely say no, just like a child can, right? Because he or she is an adult and has agency and it's different than your child, right? Your significant other is not your child. So if you ask them to not eat cookies ever again, because otherwise you'll be tempted and they say no, 
they have every right to say no, right? It doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean that they don't love you or care about you enough. They're just making that decision for themselves, right? It just means that they find it to be too undesirable or too difficult to completely give up cookies, right? It doesn't mean that they don't love you enough. It just means they're exercising their agency to choose for themselves what they think is best for themselves. When navigating family situations and eating habits, that is something that I can help you with as an eating habit coach because it's not always easy. I can help you find better ways to communicate and look at things, right? I can help you with your own thoughts about someone else's behavior or someone else's words. My role as a coach is not just to help you with your actions or your inactions regarding eating habits and anything related, but also with how you're thinking and feeling and also with what you're saying or communicating. Might not even just be with your children or your significant other, but also parents, siblings, aunts, uncles, all the family members, right? Because everyone has their own set of beliefs and their own behaviors that they're used to doing or their own habits, and you can't control them or their thoughts, but you can control you, and I can help you with that. Okay, I'm going to give one more tip for healthier eating habits for your family. Sometimes it's easier to get everyone on board, at least to some extent, by making it feel like teamwork. So for this, I recommend just being open and honest with whoever it is that you're living with. So if it's just a significant other or if it's just children, if it's all of those, you tell them your goal and why you want to reach that goal. Tell them why it's really important to you. Someone may not understand your specific goal, but when you tell them why it's so important to you, they can oftentimes either relate or get on board, right? Or at least feel more open to what you're about to suggest if they understand your reason why. Then you can approach it as, okay, this is what I was thinking we could do if you are all on board with trying this with me. When you present it like that, it can make people feel like they want to contribute, like they want to help out, like it can be a team sort of a thing, right? It can maybe even be a little bit exciting for kids, especially. I have a tiny example that's not related to eating whatsoever, but when I was a kid and my brother, who's younger than me, and I were home on a snow day, I really wanted to shovel our neighbor's driveway. I'm pretty sure we shoveled ours first, and then I suggested to my brother, Jake, that we shovel our neighbor's driveway. I figured he was not going to want to do that, and by the way, our neighbor's driveway was like probably three to four times the length of ours. So I figured he wasn't going to really want to do that. So I told him the reason why I thought it would be nice. I thought it would be really nice surprise for them to come home to a shoveled driveway, especially since their driveway was so long, right? I was not expecting any sort of payment from them. In fact, that didn't even cross my mind. To me, the reward was the anticipation of them being pleasantly surprised when they came home from work. So I presented it to my brother like this. Hey, Jake, wouldn't that be really cool if we shoveled the Travers driveway for them and they were really surprised when they got home? Wouldn't that feel really good? 
he like quickly agreed and we went to work shoveling the driveway and we were happy to do it the whole time i remember thinking like oh my gosh they're gonna be so surprised when they get home they're gonna be so relieved that they don't have to go out after a long day of work and shovel their driveway right so we were both so excited for them to come home later and see that driveway Now, guaranteed, my brother would have much rather gone back inside into our warm house and played with his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles instead, but I got the sense from him that he got a little bit excited for the task just by the way that I presented it. And it was kind of fun. It didn't really seem like that much work. So think about what healthier eating habits you would like for your family and think about why, then present a possible plan with them. Be sure to make sure to present it. Be sure to make sure to present it in a way that you're all working together as a team towards this really cool goal that's going to benefit everyone because it will. And make sure to have that bit of excitement, sort of an energy behind your words, right? Because that'll help inspire them into action. All right, my career women, this is just a little bit on healthier eating habits for your family. We can figure out many more ways to help you with healthier eating habits for your family, whether you have children or whether it's just you and a significant other or other family members like parents or siblings or even a roommate, right? Let's talk about what your specific challenges are regarding your eating habits or even yours and family eating habits, right? And I can tell you what will help you get you from where you are now with your eating habits to where you want to be. To do so, just book a free consultation with the link on the episode page if you're listening from my website. Or if you're listening right from the podcast listening app like iTunes or Spotify, I've put the link in the episode description for you there. All right. Thanks for listening. Take care and I'll talk to you soon. Become the person who loves her eating habits and her body so you can enjoy more of your life. I'll help. Start now by just setting up a time to talk with me by visiting katemjohnston.com forward slash consult.